But I found out 20 years later that there were nights that I did not realize where my older daughter had cried and I was too exhausted to even hear it. And my husband would go there and he said he would sit on the floor, lean up against the crib with his hand in the crib to hold her hand until she went to sleep. And then he would go to work and help operate heavy machinery and make huge decisions that impacted people's lives. And I didn't know that. I found that out 20 years later. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What's up, what's up, all of you amazing abundant leaders? I am Wally Carmichael, your founder and host of the Men of Abundance podcast, the Pay It Forward community, proving to you that you can, in fact, live a life of abundance in family, faith, finances, and fitness on your way to having more. As usual, with most conversations that we have here on Men of Abundance, we will be talking about entrepreneurship because entrepreneurship is just one of the greatest ways to find true freedom in your life. But primarily today, we are going to be talking about family. It is important to make sure that we are taking care of family. But here's another thing you've heard me say multiple times. Anytime you're going to do something new, let me rephrase that. Anytime that I personally do something new that is new to me, that I want to learn or I want to excel in my life, I just want to take it to the next level. I always hire a mentor, a coach, a consultant, or something of the sort. It's just, I've just learned that that is the quickest way to ethically cut the line, to to shorten the learning curve and get right to the point and, and really learn the skills that I need to learn from people who have been there and done that and know how to coach and consult in that area. Today's conversation is about doing that for your family, especially you new families out there. If you are a new family and and expecting a baby or at some point in your relationship want to have a baby or you know somebody that's in that situation or even if you're getting ready to have another baby, I'm telling you right now, today's conversation is going to be for you. But don't close this up if you are not in that category. Because again, like I said, we are talking about entrepreneurship. We are talking about living a life of abundance. But specifically, we're talking about living a life of abundance with your family and having more with your family, more time, more experiences, more memories, and doing so in such a way that takes away the guesswork to wonder if you're doing things right, to wonder if you're going to be a good parent. We can take that at least that little bit of stress and anxiety away from you through today's conversation. And our featured guest today has a special gift for you at the end of our conversation. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Now, as usual, before we get started, I want to afford you the opportunity to be abundant in your actions today. All you got to do is pay it forward. Share Men of Abundance with others. Share this conversation and other conversations. Share the website, menofabundance.com, the Facebook group, the Facebook page. All of this stuff will greatly enhance somebody else's life, and you don't even know them. They're going to thank you for it, but you may not hear it. Don't look for the thank you. It is nice to be thanked and recognized, 
but don't look for that when you're paying it forward. I assure you, it will come. Now, our featured guest today is Debbie Fazio. She is a lifestyle ambassador, an empowerment coach, as well as a serial entrepreneur. She has been married to her childhood sweetheart for over 22 years and together raised their three strong, smart, compassionate daughters. Debbie has devoted her life to serving others through all walks of life. She has coached new and expecting families, inspired and supported young teen girls, developed courses to support education advancements, and supported many men and women working through personal and professional self-discovery. Debbie passionately believes that everyone can live the life they desire. She knows that the struggles one goes through in life also builds the foundation of who they become. Through mentorship, coaching, support, and connections, Debbie has helped many people succeed in family, business, relationships, and personal growth and development, and continues to build relationships with other professionals who can assist her in this mission. Debbie has been successful running multiple businesses and even hosted a nonprofit self esteem workshop for girls. She believes in the power of the universe and that anything is possible with determination, grit, imagination, and heart. She inspires people to use their challenges as lessons to propel them forward so that they can step into their greatness and live life to their fullest potential. Be sure to check out the amazing gift that Debbie has for you over at moa.babies. Dot ca. That's M-O-A dot B-A-B-E-E-Z dot C-A. Or, as Debbie would say, because she's in Canada, that would be M-O-A dot B-A-B-E-E-Z dot C-A. Men of Abundance, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Debbie Fazio. Debbie, welcome to Men of Abundance. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's such a pleasure to have you. It's always a pleasure to have a conversation with you anyway. Where are you at in the world? I am in Ontario, Canada. Well, I haven't made it to Canada yet, but we do plan on it sometime soon once everything kind of calms down and you know we're allowed to do that and it's travel, travel well, around. We're calming 13 degrees here. So, <laughs> Well, is that Celsius? Is that dust degrees or that? I think, well... 13 degrees. It's very low. That's like high 60s, I believe. So. No, 60s I can handle. I can do that. But 13 degrees? No, man. No, no, no. Not so. It's different from yeah, where you're at, for sure. For sure. Most definitely. I think this morning it was 76. I'm, I think right now is uh, 73. Yeah, so it's not Beautiful. too bad. Not Beautiful. Too bad. Better than here. Absolutely. Well, I'd like to start out with an attitude of gratitude. What do you have to be grateful for today, Debbie? Gosh, I think I wake up every day now with the times that we're in just really being thankful for our health and my family's health and, and being able to have a life where I'm able to actually work from home and not have to worry about heading out to some of the dangers we have here going on in Canada. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That is, seems to, it's a lot to be grateful. Our health in general is a lot to be grateful for to begin with, but especially with everything else that's going on right now. And it's different all over the world. Uh, you know, my wife's originally from Panama and things are so different in Panama than they are here in Florida, even within the United States, things are different from state to state. So I am truly blessed in that way. And I know you are too. That's a lot to be grateful for. Well, 
we're going to get into what you do professionally, which I personally love. And when I first met you, I had no idea that that was even a, a thing, uh, a service. And it's such an amazing service for sure that many will be interested in, I'm absolutely sure. But before we get into what you do professionally, we like to get to know the person behind the abundance. So if you would share with us, how would you describe yourself? Yeah, I think the biggest thing about me is I'm stubborn. And, you know, when I was younger, people thought that was a bad trait. But now I believe in my adulthood, that's a great trait to be stubborn, um, because it really gives me that drive, that motivation, that grit that's needed when you are an entrepreneur to push through all those roadblocks and hard, you know, hardships that we go through. So the stubbornness really is one of those big traits that I have. Um, but I'm proud of that because it has allowed me to accomplish a lot of things that wouldn't have been if I had given up. Um, and a lot of times when I hear the words, you can't from someone, and that is usually what, uh, what inspires me and has that fire in me to actually make it happen even more because people say it's not possible. And I do not believe that things are not possible. If you put your mind to it, you've got some grit and drive, anything is possible. Absolutely. 100%. I totally and completely agree with that. Um, stubbornness, boy, stubbornness in a child when you're raising a child is so frustrating, but like my boys were and are, <laughs> but at the same time, I'm just like, yes, you, you, you keep fighting back. I, I dig it. I love it. I well, I the world is always weighing on us, right? There's so many things that happen to us in life and you're constantly being pushed down. And it's really, you have to have that in you to be able to plow through um, you know, we talk about this all the time. Success isn't easy. It's hard. Mm. So you have to have that, that stubbornness to be able to succeed. Yeah, for sure. Especially again, with everything that's going on today, uh, with, you know, lockdowns, and, and it just looks like so much is stacked against the small business uh, that many, quite frankly, as we were talking before we started recording here, many are quitting, many are using this as just like they did in 2008. Uh, here in North America, the, the, the uh, real estate crash, a lot of businesses, they just said, okay, that's, that's the sign. I've been wanting to give this up anyway, so I'm going to give it up. But those that are fighting are going to do extremely well over the coming years. Uh, so good for you. Keep, keep that push. Thank you. you know, with everything that we do in life, so much happens for us. And many would say it happens to us. It's all about perspective, but everybody knows what's coming. And that is the kick in the gut moment. I like to ask this question because it just points out that we all have kick in the gut moments at various levels. They are true to us, but what's really important is how we react to that kick in the gut moment and what, who we become on the other side of it. So if you would share with us a kick in the gut moment, really make us feel that. Then we're going to unpack that a little bit and see what you learned from it. Absolutely. Well, first off, I want to share it with you um, a, a line, a passage that I had read in a book in my childhood years. I don't remember any of the books that I've ever read in my life, but for some reason, this statement actually stuck. And what it was, was that often the struggles that we try to avoid are the very struggles that build the foundation of who we become. Mm. Don't remember where it was from. I don't remember the author of the book, but it really, really sat with me for a long time because I think when you're sitting in a successful place in business, people look at you and think, oh my gosh, you're so lucky, not realizing where you've been to get there. 
And then honestly, I didn't have an easy go as a child. As a young person, you know, I had my mom who were married a few times. We were on welfare multiple times. You know, I did have abuse in the family. So I really, you know, at, some, at one point in my life, I was even suicidal and I was ready to give up. And there was a moment in time when I said, you know what? I wasn't, God didn't put me here to end it this way. So when I was 17, 18 years old, I decided, you know what, I was worth more and I was put here for something. And that was really the, the kick mm-hmm. in the gut moment. And I really encourage people out there that those struggles that you're going through, they're there to build you, to build your character and who you are and what you're meant to be. So do not let anything that is happening in your life take you down. And what you said about um, life happening for you and not to you, it's a really hard concept when you're going through those struggles to accept you know so try to find the silver lining and everything and that was really what was was me when as a young adult I decided you know what I'm not going to let anyone determine my worth I'm not going to let anyone determine what I do with my time or my days I knew that as a new mom I was going to raise my own children no matter what I had to do I started businesses to be able to afford that, to be able to stay home and, and provide some income with our, to our family. But it took that grit. It took that stubbornness. It took that no matter what I'm going to do it attitude, even though I came from a really, really crappy childhood. And mm-hmm. that's probably the biggest message that I give anybody out there really is no matter where you're coming from, there's a reason you're here. Find mm-hmm. that reason. It's in, your, it's in your gut. It's in your heart. It's there and make it happen. Yeah, and I feel the only way to really, or one one of the greatest ways to really find that reason is to explore and experience as much as possible. I think it's a quote from Jim Rohn. He would say, don't ask for things to be easier, ask for you to be stronger. Uh, and the only way you're going to get stronger is through resilience. Resilience creates strength. Uh, and you have to experience as much as possible. So thank you very much for that message, and thanks for sharing that because it is extremely powerful, and it's right on point with, every, with you know, that kick in the gut moment and what you're doing with that. How did you – so you started your business. Did you have any other businesses, or, or what led you to the business that you primarily do right now? Yeah. So when my first daughter was born, because of my own childhood, I knew that I wanted to be the primary caregiver. And I thought, you know, what can I do? What can I do that allows me to make some income and be home with her? Um, So I started a daycare, a home daycare. Didn't know what I was doing, researched it. You know, back then, we didn't even have internet. So it wasn't that easy to find out how to even start something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then a few years later, my mom and I started to do wedding favors and flowers. Um, for people getting married, and that brought in some income. And over the first, you know, three, four years of having children, I had three kids under two. So uh, when my daughter was 16 months old, I was uh, I gave birth to twins. So I had three children under two. The daycare wasn't an option. The um, wedding bomanier business wasn't an option. It was weekends and nights, so it was too busy. So I thought, what am I going to do? And I realized, as a, a mom of three kids under two, I didn't have any support. I had no help. I had to figure it out myself. And like I said, there was no Google, there was no social media at the time. Um, So I realized I was going through my own postpartum depression phase. And I didn't want that to happen to other parents. So when my uh, twins went off to school, I thought, you know, what can I do here? What can I do that will allow me to still be present in my family's life, work on my own terms, 
but maybe give back to other parents who were having twins and triplets or children that needed that support, that education, that hands-on help. And I decided that I was going to offer postpartum care to families. Mm-hmm. So that was that first pivotal moment. So I didn't really have any background. I didn't have any education. I learned as I went and I figured it out as I, I go. And I think that's sometimes what stops people from moving forward is they feel like I don't know enough. And you're going to learn, you know, it's like they say, in order to swim, you've got to jump in the pool. Sometimes you got to get in there and you modify and you evolve and you fix as you go. But getting started is the hardest part. So just do it. Yeah, absolutely. And then you you alluded to a term that I refer to and I've heard referred to multiple times is kind of, um, now I'm going to, I'm not thinking of it, um, imposter syndrome and not knowing enough, not thinking you know enough. Well, in a courtroom, an expert is defined by the person who knows more than anybody else in the room. And it can be just a little bit more. It also reminds me of, um, I don't know if you've ever seen a movie called Catch Me If You Can. Yes. <laughs> a, a true story about a guy who, one of my favorite parts of that whole movie, and actually the interview after they finally caught him, uh, they, he said, they said, you taught this high level philosophy class or something like that at, I don't know, one of the major universities. You never even took a class. I don't even know if the guy had ever been to college, but let's just say he has not been educated at that level. He said, how did you do that? He said, I read the chapter ahead and I taught the chapter. Mm-hmm. He knew a little bit more than the class did, and he did it in such a way that it was very convincing. And that's what it's all about, you know, just really knowing just a little bit more. And I assure you, everybody listening, that there is something that you know more than others that somebody else is willing to pay for that information. I know because that's kind of what I do on a regular basis. I've done it for years, and I just gather more and more information, more experience, and then I share that with others. And it's absolutely brilliant that you made that decision and did that. But more importantly, where you were coming from in your heart, why you wanted to, why you wanted to do that, your why. And that is extremely important as well. So how has that been working out for you? How, how long have you been doing that? Yeah. And how's it been working out for you and the families that you've been able to touch? It's been, it's a bit, a bit amazing from a business front. It has been incredible. You know, when I started this 16 years ago, um, it was just me. And it was just me working, you know, on my terms, on my schedule, trading my time for money. Uh, But it was my time that I was trading. And now we've grown, which was not the intention, by the way. I didn't wake up one morning and say, I'm going to start this huge corporation with 40 people on my team. It was just me. And word got out and we got busier and I started to bring on more people. And now we're over 30, uh, all offering this kind of support and education to new and expecting parents. So Really, it wasn't like I woke up and had to, to realize, how do I start a business with 30 people? I just needed to know one foot in front of the other. How do I start a business for myself? Mm-hmm. How do I now do a business for two of us, three of us, 10 of us, 20? And now, you know, 16 years later, we have an incredible team. Um, we range from registered nurses, so RNs and RPNs, through to doulas and perinatal support workers. We have sleep consultants, prenatal educators. And further to that, I started a secondary business because I realized that the training for the professionals that was out there was not that great. So, hey, why not start a second business? So uh, along with my colleague, we actually created a course that started again, very small, started in an institution type school, then went into a private college and now is in a public college. And we have, you know, uh, over 100 registrations every year and we only take a certain amount. So we're turning students away. 
So again, it's about that one foot in front of the other. And when you find a need in the world, if you can somehow take your passion, take your stubbornness, take that little bit of knowledge and fill that need, then at the end of the day, you know, that's sort of my mission in life. I want to leave this world a better place for having me. And, yeah. uh, and I think that's the message that we can all take with us is when we leave behind, you know, our legacy, what are we leaving behind? And I'm proud that we've left so many families um, in better places with their children. And I'm proud that we've left so many professionals with more knowledge and a, a better system in place for teaching these professionals um, within a school. So really, I mean, isn't that what every day is about? Just growing and being better. And, and you touched on it too. You know, I think that everyone thinks they need to be the expert to get started, mm-hmm. but that's a very um, narrow mentality because we're always learning. So we're always becoming even more of an expert. So get started with where you're at and, and you just learn and grow as you go. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree. I'm thinking of the quote, find a need, fill a need. I know it was on the movie Robots, but I'm trying to think of that that robot that said it. Um, not, you know, I love movies anyway, and especially kids' movies. But find a need, fill a need, and, and, it, and, you know, and, and then figure out a way to uh, get duly compensated for that is the next step. But, you know, it, you're, you're, you're truly the story, the entrepreneur story of starting small and then building it up as you go without even realizing. But the interesting thing about that is, and we don't really have time to get into it right now, we might even just have you back for another conversation, even for the other business owner growth podcast, because what goes through my mind is who you had to become along the way, every step of bringing on that first employee to bringing on that 10th employee, the 20th, the 30th, and there's more to come. And then opening up a whole other business. It's Mm -hmm. absolutely amazing. That, that that just I love that whole process and that whole journey and the again the growth that re, is required to do that. The oh, other business, as far as teaching, go sure. ahead. Yeah, yeah, you definitely become a different person along the way for sure. Um, and I think a couple of things that I've learned is I was a do-it-yourself for for everything, and it was hard to let go and and get mm-hmm. other people to take on tasks. So definitely, you do grow as your business grows. Oh, yeah, you absolutely have to. I literally had this conversation uh, this morning with a group and mentor, uh, a um, mastermind group, is the guys that don't take on additional help, that want to do it all themselves, they will never, they will never grow. It's just impossible. Even if you're, even at least to contract out, at the very least, get a virtual assistant or get an assistant at the lowest level, but then taking on partners, and, and bringing on employees and even contracts, it's, it's steps that absolutely have to take, not just to, and, and think, people think of, well, I don't want to grow my business necessarily to a point to where it's unmanageable, but that's the whole thing. You're still thinking as a solopreneur. Yeah. That's the point of growing your business so that you can leave and go on vacation for two, three weeks, two months, come back, and the business has grown without you. That's, that's right. the point. I, of, that's the difference between being a business owner and owning a company. That's right. And I had that same mentality. And really, it's, you know, um, being a solopreneur is having a big piece of a little pie, mm-hmm. right? Bringing on team to support the growth of your business or your venture. That's yeah, you're having a little piece of a huge pie. Yeah. But like you said, you know, at some point when I started, I was trading time for money. Mm-hmm. And now my business, because I've brought on some strategic people, it's growing, not necessarily with me having to trade time for money. Now it's just kind of 
snowballing on its own. And that's what we want at the end of the day. We still want to be involved. But, you know, thinking about my current businesses, I have a passion for supporting new moms. But in all honesty, if it was still just me offering the, you know, postpartum in-home support and I didn't bring on a team, I certainly wouldn't be able to manage this company the size it is. I certainly wouldn't be in, you know, teaching professionals how to do what I do. I wouldn't have had that secondary business. And I do offer some business coaching as well. So if you are constantly trading time for money, it doesn't allow you to grow and and start to give back to people who may need your expertise. So you definitely want to recognize that when it's time to, to grow and expand and bring on new blood to help you. Yeah, absolutely. Because listen, people, those of you who have a service business or even a product business, there's people out there that need your products and services. And if you don't grow your team, you can't get it out to every single, everybody that needs and wants your your products and services. And on top of that, you're boosting the economy. You personally are boosting the economy by hiring other people and, you know, bringing on employees. It's just absolutely, it's just a beautiful thing all the way around. So good for you. One of the things... I would like to know is a couple good news stories. We're not going to use any names or family names or anything like that, but I would really like to hear a couple uh, stories that really just kind of stick with you of the work that you do by one of your top services is really, uh, I just, I I think about the military family. I'm going to get to the question in a minute. (laughs) I do this all the time, but I think of the military family who one of the spouses the service member is traveling around deployed doing a thing and the other usually the mom but sometimes the dad is home with babies and trying to manage the household and doing it all themselves and not anywhere near family members who could help out in any way they're around nothing but strangers and they rely on that community and they rely on that tribe but sometimes it would be beneficial for them to bring somebody else in like a service like yours. So explain to us what a service like yours does and then share with us uh, one or two good news stories that's come out of that. Yeah, well, we, we've grown in the services we offer. So we offer everything from prenatal and parenting classes right through to labor support through pregnancy, birth and, and uh, labor and birth to sleep consulting. And one of the biggest ones is our postpartum support that we offer in home to clients. We'll either go to the hospital if they need help there or we'll be in home to help with their new babies. Um, So we offer lots of services to really be the village because you know what, unfortunately, the concept of the village is gone. Families live across the world. People are retiring much later in life. So now the grandparent that you are relying on is still working. They can't help you. Um, So demographics have changed so much that people are left at home raising their kids by themselves. Um, And like you said, mostly moms. But the biggest message that I'm giving people that I'm really just being very blunt about is if you're trying to care for your baby alone, you're doing it wrong. You need the village. Having people help you, having people support you or educate you does not make you fail or less of a parent. That is what you're supposed to do. It's been like that for hundreds and hundreds of years where we relied on other generations to help us be parents and take care of our little ones. But for some reason in the last 10 years, it's become where we as parents feel like we need to do it by ourselves. And if we get help, we're doing it wrong. 
So that's not the case. So we want to be that source. We want to be where we can step in, whether it's during your pregnancy and labor, or whether it's during those first, you know, few months of life with your newborn, where parents are able to focus on some sleep. So we will actually hands on take care of baby overnight so that mom and dad can rest or parents can rest. Sometimes we're taking care of the new parents. Sometimes we're making lunches or prepping dinner so that the family can have some nutritious food. Sometimes we're taking the dog for a walk so that the family doesn't have to worry about that. Sometimes we're doing laundry or sterilizing baby equipment. Um, so there's so many things that we do, but we're stepping in that place where one, the education piece has gone, where parents are now resorting to Dr. Facebook and Dr. Google to get their answers. We're able to provide those answers and to the hands-on help. And a big piece that people are missing is the mental health help, mm. having someone there with you, talking to you, coaching you, guiding you, building your confidence as a new parent, and even just being hands-on help so that you can sleep. It's actually making a big impact on new parents' mental health. That's a big one people don't realize. So, you know, we have stories of families who first time around with their first baby didn't have help. And they ended up being medicated. And then second time, third time, they hire us to come in and they could not believe the difference in their experience because they had someone empowering them with knowledge and supporting them with the hands-on help. Not only do we get that from parents, but we even get that from our professionals. Believe it or not, we have people that have ventured into this world of supporting new parents uh, because they were trying to figure out what can I do? What can I do to give back? What can I do to take my time back and, and control my time for money situation? And they become those experts that are supporting these new families. And they are so grateful that they're able to, to take control of their own life in this new career, but also being able to give back these parents who need it. Because unfortunately, there are so many parents, so many demographics um, that are in need of those two components. The education piece, which most of us are sent home with a new baby and, and they say good luck to you. And then mm. we're judged by the way we do that. Um, and also the hands-on piece that we need someone to sometimes just be there physically so that we can go to the bathroom. We can get something to eat or that we can sleep. Those are a lot of spaces that we step in where we can support families. Um, sometimes it's the working parent that is picking up on these pieces and now they're going off to work exhausted. So we have companies that reach out to us on behalf of their employees to get help for those families because they realize that their employees are struggling. So by having our team in there helping the new parents and babies, um, their employees are actually going to work well rested, being able to think better um, and not having any mental health issues that they need to be concerned about. So, so those are some, some stories that we have. But, you know, over 16 years, we've got hundreds of impacted families that we've we've been able to support and help. Yeah, wow. I'll tell you, when um, I first broke it to you that I wanted to have a conversation with you on the show, I think a conversation that came up was, well, what does this have to do with men of abundance? And I'll tell you, men, listen, I know most demographics, the way to set up is the woman stays home, mom stays home with the babies, dad goes to work, and you end up you know, doing certain things in the evening, and you should be, if you are not, do, uh, you know, you need to take up some of that slack too. come home and let, give mom a break. But listen, this type of help is part of being a man of abundance. And one, asking for help. We talk about 
certain topics on this on this um, podcast and other podcasts, specifically with my military background, and asking for help. Because if you have mental issues, if you're thinking suicide, if you're having a hard time in life, things going on, get in a village, get in a tribe, ask for help. This is the same thing. And you need to pay attention to your spouse and pay attention to the, you know, how tired they are and how they think, well, I should be able to figure this out. No, <laughs> we have certain instincts. Yes, of course. But there are certain things that we just can't figure out on our own. We need ancillary help for. We need to get the experts in. in, And that's one thing you've heard me harp on so many times. So being a man of abundance is taking care of your family. This is one of many ways to do so. And I think it's a huge way. Some of the stuff you just mentioned, Debbie, is it's huge. The time, the ability to sleep, the ability to go out with your spouse, with the, you know, with the, with your loved one and just have a night out or a morning out or an afternoon out or just go sit in the backyard while somebody's taking care of the baby. Whatever you got to do, that time is extremely important. Absolutely. 100% agree. Again, it's something that is, it's a, you know, we've had parents that say, oh, must be nice to get a service like that. This isn't a luxury type mm-hmm. service. This is something that really every family should have access to, even if it's only for a couple of days, you know, or one day a month, just to kind of recoup and get that that sleep and that rest back and that self care. But yeah, we, we talked about this as well, um, Wally, where a lot of times the woman or the, the mother won't go and research the help because we feel like if we are asking for help, we're failing. So it does often fall on the other parent to do the research and bring that to the parent, the mother and say, can we get someone in here to help us a few days a week? Um, because yeah, the dad is, you know, coming from work, a full day of work, coming home and now helping with dinner, caring for the baby, giving mom a break, and then maybe even up a few times overnight, helping to, to feed the baby and so forth. And now both parents are exhausted. Mm-hmm. And doing that long term is not helpful. I got to tell you a story. I, this is, I think you're going to laugh at this one. Well, my wife was pregnant with our first child. I was, we were very young, early 20s. And she wakes me up at like three o'clock in the morning. And I was like, what, what's going on? What's wrong? She said, nothing. Just waking you up. I said, what for? She said, for training. Training? What are you talking about? She said, when the baby comes, you're going to be getting up in the morning and, you know, rocking them to sleep and stuff like that. I was like, woman, I, I know sleep deprivation. I, <laughs> she's something else. She, I love her to death. She is something else. Do you know what? I have a funny funny story to share too, which I just found out recently, but when our kids were small, so picture three kids under two, my 16 month old and my twins, and my husband was working 80 hour a week. He was a foreman in construction company. So he was working 80 hours, six days a week. He was exhausted and our family was too far to help. So we were on our own and I was mostly on my own. So uh, I sleep trained my first daughter, thank God, when she was four months. So she was sleeping through the night. And when my twins came, it was a blessing because had I had three kids that were crying all night, I don't know if I would have survived. Um, But I found out 20 years later that there were nights that I did not realize where my older daughter had cried and I was too exhausted to even hear it. And my husband would go there and he said he would sit on the floor lean up against the crib with his hand in the crib to hold her hand and just till she went to sleep. And then he would go to work and help operate heavy machinery and make mm. huge decisions that impacted people's lives. And I didn't know that. I found that out 20 years later. Wow. So you definitely, 
we definitely live from a do-it-yourself society. And even mm-hmm. when it comes to parenting, we're still thinking we have to do it ourselves. Yeah. Well, those of you listening right now, you know you don't have to do it yourself anymore. And if it doesn't fit your particular uh, life journey at this point, make sure you share this with others because you know somebody else out there is going to want this information. So, Debbie, we're at the point where we're going to pay it forward. You ready to do that? Yes. Excellent. So share one to three actionable steps that our listeners can make today. Okay, so I'm going to give you first um, a big tip that I have that is for anyone. doesn't matter if you're dealing with life issues, work issues, business issues, family issues, um, but you can't rely on other people to build you up. That's something that I learned. Most people will take you down. So you need to have three things in your back pocket, three things that you can pull out virtually whenever you need them. Someone that you talk to, Someone that you know, if I call them right now, they're going to talk me off this ledge and they're going to make me feel better or motivate me. So that person, some type of music, a song, something that just like motivates you and builds you up and gets you dancing in the house or your office. So a song, a music. And the third thing is an action, whether it's dancing around your living room, whether it's, you know, uh, working out in your gym or going for a run, but an action. If you can have those three things in your back pocket, anything that life throws at you, you can overcome. doesn't matter if it's a personal or if it's a business or if it's a family. So a person you can call, a song you can listen to, and an action you can take that will get you off that ledge. That's a big one. Now, when it comes to new and expecting parents, the biggest thing is education. Don't just read books. Don't just go on Google and research Find a live person, someone that you trust, whether it's a family member who's recently been through parenting, a friend or professional, you need to find a live person that you can talk to that you can get reliable, up to date information on becoming a parent. Because although we think it is instinctual, you would not believe how many things are not instinctual that we don't actually know off the cusp. So make sure that you're talking to someone who has that information that they can give you and get help. Help is not an option, it is a necessity. So those will hopefully pay it forward to somebody out there who needed to hear some of those messages. Wow, that was absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. That that first one, I've asked that question well over 300 times and I've never gotten anything like that. I love it. the simplicity in it is very, very powerful. Extremely powerful. It's up to you guys. Like That's something that I always say. If I had let life determine where I'm going to be, I would not be here. That's for Mm. sure. So it's up to you to continue to motivate yourself and get yourself out of the gutter. No one else is going to do that for you. They're worrying about themselves. So make sure you've got those three little pieces. And that actually applies to new parents too. If you're having a bad day, crank the music, work Mm. out, call somebody. That's going to help you no matter what place in life you are. Most definitely. Absolutely. What do you feel holds most people back from living a life of true abundance? I think a big one is just doubt. Doubt is huge. And when you Mm -hmm. let doubt take over, you're going to believe that you can't do anything. And Mm -hmm. that is probably what halts people the most is doubt. You, we've all been put here for a reason. You know, a good example is my husband. My husband is not entrepreneur, entrepreneur material, but he is my biggest cheerleader. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be where I am either. He's always encouraging me. So when those little fears of doubt creep in, he's kind of like my call guy. I'm the one who calls him and says, what do you think about it? And he's like, go for it. 
So doubt is a big one. And if you let doubt take over, you're going to be stuck. It's like standing in cement. So if you're in a moment of doubt, I'm not sure if I'm going to do it. Guys, what's the worst that would happen if you did? In all honesty, right? Mm -hmm. I, I got to tell you a little story. Three years ago, I wanted to own a gym. So I opened a gym. I trained in different modalities. I, I learned how to do kickboxing. I learned how to do yoga. I learned how to do pound fit. I learned modalities. I was going to open a gym and I opened a gym. And you know what? I owned it for four months and I shut it down. And a lot of people were like giving me condolences. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry you closed it down. And I said, are you kidding me? If I didn't do it, three years later, I'd still be thinking I want to own mm -hmm. a gym. So what's the worst that can happen if you do something and you don't like it, or you think you're not succeeding at it, you change your mind, who cares? Now you can move on to the next thing. Yeah, absolutely. And most people would be more concerned about the, what other people would think about the failure. And that's just entrepreneurship. <laughs> non people who are entrepreneurial mindset, they just don't get that kind of, uh, they, don't, they don't get that thought process at all. Definitely. Okay. Thanks for sharing that. That's absolutely amazing. What does being a woman of abundance mean to you? Well, I think, you know, we've talked about abundance kind of giving back and paying forward. And I think that, that, you know, we do that every day. I think that women have more challenges and always have had more challenges. Um, maybe they don't take us serious. Maybe we have more doubts. You know, how can we, um, how can we own or manage such a large corporation? So I think women in general have a little bit more challenges. Mm -hmm. um, so being a woman of abundance really, I hope, is an inspiration um, to other, not just women, but to other people who feel like they maybe aren't worthy or can't do it or have fears to just go for it. Because mm -hmm. what do they say? You never regret the throw you take just the ones you don't. Exactly. So at the end of the day, when it's our time to go from this world, you're going to look back and you're going to look back at what did I try and what did I win? Not what, you know, or you're going to look back and say, what didn't I try and what didn't I succeed at? So if there's something weighing on you, just do it. You know, the abundance is thinking that everything and anything is possible for anyone at any time. Yeah. And I hope that this messaging today got to someone out there that maybe needed to hear that. Yeah, me too. And listeners, to ensure that that message does get out, I'm going to say it again. Make sure you share this. Be abundant in your actions today. Pay it forward and share this message with others. Well, Debbie, we're going to close this up. Before we do, we talked about quite a bit. Thank you very much for sharing those amazing stories and, and action steps and everything else that you shared what do we not talk about? You want to ensure that our abundant leaders get out of our conversation today and how can we get more of you? Yeah. So I think the biggest thing really is, is wherever, whatever your journey is in life right now, whether you're starting a new business, whether you're a new venture or you're a new parent or expecting a baby, get help. You know, Wally, I reached out for you to you for help. That was a hard thing for me to overcome. But I think that's the biggest thing is, is until we actually ask for help, we can't move forward. So that's a big one. And especially if you're a new parent, just know that the help is here. Absolutely. Thanks for sharing that. Listeners, we've got a special gift linked up for you in the show notes. So make sure you go check out the show notes and we'll have that there. Debbie, absolutely wonderful conversation. I know it would be. I greatly appreciate it. Go out, 
live your life of abundance and keep paying it forward. You're making one hell of a difference and I greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, Wally. Take care. All right, Abundant Leaders, that's what we have for you today. I'm telling you, that was absolutely an amazing conversation. I got so much out of that conversation, and I've known Debbie for a couple of months now. So I greatly appreciate her insights. Be sure to go back and listen to some of the key points and write down her action steps and take action on the action steps. That is your part of your action step for today. The other part is to make sure you go check out our free gift at moa.babeez.ca. Now, go out, live your life of abundance, and be sure to pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.